Short and Shallow, my weekly market review, July 16th, 2023. Short and Shallow seems to be the growing expectation surrounding any 2023 recession, if it ever even arrives at all. The US economy is stronger than most people expected, and inflation is clearly stabilizing. This is the immaculate disinflation that many optimists talked about a year ago, with an economy simply showing signs of normalizing after a pandemic. Under this theory, the Federal Reserve may just get to have its cake and eat it too. At the beginning of the year, stocks were priced for a meaningful economic slowdown and an earnings drop that never in fact happened. This fact pushed stocks higher through the first quarter and April. Then the AI craze hit markets and the super cap tech names carried the S&P 500 higher almost by themselves, giving the false impression that the entire stock market was rallying hard and all worries about recession and corporate profit declines were gone. That caused more chasing from those who had set out the rally up to that point and fueled even higher stock prices. Now the S&P 500 is trading at 16-month highs on three assumptions. These are the new pillars of the rally. One, no economic slowdown, i.e. no landing or a soft landing. Two, a consistent drop in inflation over the next few months. Three, the Fed not hiking interest rates more than expected. One, maybe two at a push. As long as the economic and inflation data does not damage these pillars, then stocks can hold on to and maybe even slightly extend this rally. The S&P 500 is now only 6% below its all-time highs from the first trading day of 2022. That's quite extraordinary when you think about it. To extend the rally substantially from here and threaten those all-time highs, however, it will take the introduction of something new. Specifically, interest rates actually falling and or economic growth further re-accelerating and or an increase in S&P 500 company earnings, specifically the earnings per share ratio. The reality is that the risks still facing this market are essentially the same ones as we had to start the year. Just because they haven't materialized yet does not mean they are no longer present. It's essential that these risks are monitored and watched for, as I will do for you weekly in this report. Because with pretty much zero cushion should they emerge, it's a long way down to fundamental value if they do. To that end, we saw last week that the Consumer Price Index, CPI, measure of retail inflation, fell more than expected to an annualized rate of 3%, in fact 2.97% unrounded, down from 4% a month earlier. It has plunged from a 9.1% year-on-year rate last summer. The closely watched core CPI that strips out volatile food and energy costs called from 5.3% annualized in May to 4.8% in June. It's important, however, to take a step back and note that the headline's big drop has a lot to do with the year-ago month rolling off. Remember, headline CPI rocketed 1.2% in June 2022 alone. 
replacing that month in the calculation with June 2023's 0.2% increase shaved a full percentage point of the annual change all by itself. As has been the case forever, the financial and mainstream media focused on that drop in headline CPI to a multi-year low, but that's not the number that the Fed is focused on. It's that half-point drop in annualized core CPI to under 5% that was the diamond in this data as far as the Fed was concerned. The CPI data proved to be a crowd-pleaser. Stocks moved bigly higher. Market interest rates shifted lower. Oil and gold prices went back up and the US dollar accelerated its decline. The next day, CPI's twin brother, the producer price index PPI measure of wholesale inflation experienced by manufacturers, rose just 0.1% from a month earlier and just 2.6% from a year before, the smallest advance since 2020, adding to the pile-on of positive inflation news. The initial takeaway from the markets was that these numbers indicate that the worst of the inflation crisis looks to be firmly behind us. And while they may not move the needle in that the Fed will almost certainly still raise interest rates by a quarter of a point on July 26th, that probability still remains at 93%, a second swift follow-up increase may be less likely now, given this evidence of solid progress. Consumer sentiment came in last week at its highest level since September 2021, with its biggest one-month improvement since 2006. The second quarter earnings deluge began on Thursday, investors getting another healthy dollop of good news, with numbers from Pepsi, Delta Airlines, JP Morgan, Wells Fargo, and Citigroup all looking mighty fine. Right now, the sun is shining and the birds are singing. It's not a given that rain clouds will move in, but it is very important to understand that if they do, the storm could be very sudden and very severe. And the fact is that most investors are without an umbrella and dressed in t-shirts, shorts, and flip-flops.